Matthew chapter 24. And we'll start to read from verse number 3. Matthew 24, from verse number 3. First and foremost, before I continue, I want to ask you a question. How many of us believe that these are the end of times? Amen? How many of us believe that? Oh, just some of us. Okay, maybe by the time we finish reading, you will also believe this. Um, now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, meaning that the crowds were not part of this discussion. You know, Jesus preaches or he preached to the crowd, but he taught the disciples. The two of them are not the same thing. In preaching, he proclaimed. In teaching, he explained. So that they can actually understand. In fact, many times after preaching, the disciples will come to him and said, Hey, what exactly do you mean by that? And he will start to explain everything to them. And now the Bible says they came to him, what? Privately, without the crowd. The crowds have dispersed. But these are just private moments with his close ones. Came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus didn't say, nope, I'm not going to tell you. What did he say? And he answered and said to them, take heed that no one what? Deceives you. Take heed that no one deceives you. And uh, let's continue. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. And will deceive many. Did you hear of Jesus Christ of Queensland? There was a man that appeared a few years back. And he said it was Jesus Christ. In Queensland, I mean, I've never heard of, oh, you've heard of that. Jesus Christ of Queensland. Thank God that the Jesus I'm serving is not Jesus of Queensland. But not just that. When we were growing up in Nigeria, we had a man who appeared and called himself Jesus of Oyingo. And you know, people believed him. And he kept on marrying all the beautiful women in the church. Because he said, as Jesus, if you want to know Jesus, the more you need to come close. And he ended up with so many things. But this is not, this is not just an isolated case. There are others in America. From time to time, one man will just appear and he said, oh, you, this is the Jesus you have all been waiting for. But Jesus warned us, if we've been listening, we would not have been deceived by such men. He said, I will deceive many. And you will hear what? 
These are the signs of the last days. You hear of what? Wars. Are we hearing of wars? And rumors of what? Of wars. See that you are not what? Troubled. How many times have we heard? The oh, war will take place. This will happen. He said, but Jesus said, don't be troubled by them. For all these things must what? Come to pass, but the end is not yet. But there are just signs of the end. For nation will rise against nation. As far back as 1991, Iraq rose against Kuwait and invaded Kuwait. We led to what was called the Gulf War of that time. How about in 1945 when Germany rose? You know, look at all of that. But if that could happen in night, how about even now? We're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. And he said, and kingdom against what? Kingdom. And there will be famines. Are there famines? We see the pictures on television all the time. And what again? Pestilence. What are pestilences? What are they? Diseases. Where did aid come from? Where did Ebola come from? And when these things will strike, they won't just take the life of one or two. Devastating. Taking the lives of thousands. And there will be famines and earthquakes. Do you know in the in two centuries ago, there were hardly any earthquake. Go and check the story. Go and read. read them. But of recent, earthquakes. Earthquake typhoons. Hurricane Michael. Hurricane uh, Ike. Hurricane this. Hurricane that. We just had Hurricane Michael not too long ago. Before then, we had, what was the hurricane? What? Ike, and then uh, Ike was even about two years ago or three years ago, but of recent. But Jesus warned us. He warned us. Earthquakes. How about the tsunami? Tsunami is an earthquake under the water. Same thing. In various places, friends, we're in the last days. All these are the beginning of what? Sorrows. Because of the devastation they will unleash on humanity. Beginning of sorrows. Now, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. I lived in the city of Kano for about 10 years. Kano is in the, in the northern part of Nigeria. And within those 10 years, we had five major riots where thousands of Christians were slaughtered. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you'll be what? Hated by all nations for my word sake. Part of the problem, again, you know, I, I know that Trump has his issue. But part of the problem of hatred for him just because of this, because of Jesus. I've, I've not seen that in a long time. That in the Oval Office, a pastor 
we lay hands on the American president and be on his knees praying. Those are the things that they are fighting. And even about here, just recently, Scott Morrison, born again. But do you know that they're going to fight him? Amen. Fight him. Why? Because of what we're talking. These are the signs of the end times. The enemy will rise up to fight. And many, look at it. And then many will be what? Will be offended. And will betray one another and will hate one another. While I'm not talking about the earthquakes this morning, I'm not talking about the tsunamis this morning, and the Jesuses of Queensland, of wherever it is. My focus is this one, the offense. The offense. It's a many will be what? Offended. And will betray one another. Offense is one of the major marks of the end time. Many getting offended. And will speak against one another. And will betray one another. But can I, can, can, please, can you give that to me in the Amplified? The Amplified. Let's look at it, the Amplified. Verse 10, Amplified. The Amplified. Look at it. And then many will be what? Offended. And repelled. And will begin to what? To distort and desert those whom they ought to trust and obey. And they will stumble and fall away. Many will become, not a few, but many will become what? Offended. And they will feel, they will be, and, and, and they will, they will the, the Bible says they will become offended. And they'll start to distrust those whom they need to obey. And they will stumble and then they'll fall away. You know the meaning of the word offense? What does offense mean? What is the word offense? What does it mean? Offense means to stumble. The word offense means to what? To stumble. In fact, the root word for the word offense is a Greek word called scandalion, like scandal, but S-K, not S-C. And it means to stumble. And, and, and the word is actually primarily from something. Let me show you. It's from, how many of us have gone for fishing before? You've gone for fishing. You fished? Oh, only one, two. Yes, and what again? Only one, two. How many of us can I see? Oh, just a few of us. But if you've ever gone for fishing, you know, how do you fish? How do you catch the fishes? You sit there, or you stand there, and try to command them, come. Is that what you do? Is that what you, is that what you do to fish? No. You look for what? A rod. With what? 
with a bait, with, with, with a hook. And then with a hook is what? The bait. And then you throw it in. The word offense is actually from the word. It's that, that word, that bait, that is put hung on the end of the hook that is used to what? To draw in the animal into captivity. So when offense, this is what it does, offense is thrown out there and as many as will catch the bait and eat the bait will eventually enter into captivity of Satan. No fish without a bait will ever be caught. They'll put the bait on the hook and then you'll be throwing it and be throwing it, you know, until one fish walk. And then grab it. And then what? The moment it's caught like this, what happens? You pull it out. But you pull it out. The fish is gone. It's going to land on the on the barbecue and on the stove to be eaten and be enjoyed by man. But same thing. When you allow offense, you know, to come, that's what happens. Offense is from the devil. Offense is satanic in nature. Don't allow it. Don't take it. And can I say something? Offense don't start with big things. Many, many times. You know, nobody will, when you have a little, you know, something, nobody will, most of the time, if it's just something big like this, you're likely going to see it and avoid it, most people. But if it's a smaller stone, you may not see it, and you're just walking, and you're just walking, and you're just walking. And before you know what, you can hit your leg, and if you hit it, in a very, maybe you are running and then hit it, what happens? You stumble, and then you all, and if you're not careful, you can even damage your leg or sustain a fracture. Sustain a fracture. So what do we do? We must not bite. We must not what? Because the enemy will dangle it. People will come to church and then they will be so excited. Oh, I want to serve the Lord. Oh, yes, I've just met with God. I am born again. Oh, then something will happen. Maybe something that you, you're expecting somebody to do that did not do. Or something that somebody said. Or something that happened, and then what happens? They are what? They are tripped off. And then another little thing happens. Another little thing happens. And when suddenly the fire on the inside, the love for God. You know what will start to happen? Verse number 12. Let's go there. And the love of the great body of people will grow world cold. Suddenly the fire is gone. It didn't say the love of the world. Hello. It says the love of the great body. We are the great body. The body of Christ. The members of the household of faith. The, the body of 
people will grow cold. Suddenly the fire is gone. Oh, the sister that was there, or the brother, oh, wow. God is good. Suddenly it's just like this. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. God is good. God is good. If before you know what is happening, if before you know what is happening, the person might even stop coming to church. We'll lose the zeal. We'll lose the fire. We'll lose everything. Will Jesus be behind all of that? Somebody is playing some things here. And many people do not know. And they were biting the bait. Biting the bait. Jesus said, and many will become offended. He didn't say one or two. He said, many will become offended. And I'll show you the effect of it. Many will become offended. And they will be repaired. And they will begin to destruct and desert those whom they ought to trust and obey. This is very, very important. Offenses happen. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said, he said, offenses will come. He didn't say it will never come. It's just that don't bite the bait. Offenses will come. What should we do when they show up? What should we do? First Peter chapter 5, verse number 8. In the Amplified again. When, because offense, this is the, a trap of the enemy. Is a tra- let, me, let me say something. Let me say something. How many of us have set a trap? Let's forget about fishing now. Have you set a trap before to catch something? When they are caught in a trap, what happens? They just they, they get caught and then they shake them and then they walk off. Is that? Have you set a trap for a mouse before? Have you set a trap for? Yes. And when the trap gets the mouse, what happens? Eh? The mouse will after the while say, you trap, leave me, and then shake it off, and then walk off like that. No. No. It's just to let us know the devastation that offense does when you bite the bait. The devastation it does. Beware, look at First Peter, beware balanced, beware balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant. Be cautious of all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like what? Seeking whom he may what? Devour. Yes, devour. Continue. What does we stand him in faith? We stand him, be firm in faith against him at the onset. Meaning that don't allow offense to fester. At the onset, the moment you see it, the moment the enemy comes. Because sometimes, do you know what? It's, Many times, when even some things will happen, you may not probably see it in that light, but it will come and start to whisper things in your hearing. Sometimes whisper by himself or using people to whisper. And then by the time you say, wait a minute, that's true. That's true, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's true. Wow. And say, okay, I know, I know. I know what to do now. That is what she did. That is what he said. That is what she did. And he said, okay, now I know. And the one who is behind it is just nodding. He says, yes, you got it. You have, you have beaten the bait. You have entered the trap. 
Yes, 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 yes. This is so serious. And sometimes people deceive themselves. And they say, oh yes, well, I've decided to move on. And carry the offense on into probably what? A new relationship. Sometimes a new place. But if you've not been healed, hurting people will continue to hurt people. Because if you go into a new place, let's say maybe a new workplace, somebody did something and you, oh, you walked away. And then you, this particular one, when something starts to happen, it will be reminding you something that you need to just overlook. Somebody will say to you, remember, that is the way that other person did that started it. You say, okay, I'm watching now what they did, the way he spoke, and the person might mean completely what? Nothing. Might be innocent, but because you have beaten the bait. So, now, it's so important, especially, look at it, said the great body. As individuals, don't encourage. When somebody is talking to you and papa, don't encourage the person. Don't listen to the person. Help the person to get over the offense. Don't listen. Don't become a listening ear. Because if you do, your own spirit man will be corrupted also. Because we are influenced by what we hear. Tell the person, I know you've been hurt. I know what he did. I know what he should. But you know, the Lord, is, the Lord is able to heal you. God loves you. Let's give him another chance. Let's give heal. You know, and you're that. You're helping the person. And the, you're helping the person to get out of it. To get out of that bait. That trap of destruction that the person has entered into. Why does this happen? If you don't do that. If you don't quickly at the onset, see there, at the onset, if you don't stop it, you know what will happen? What do you think will happen? It will, it will become what? Become a root. <laughs> oh, I, I don't understand what they're saying. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's go there. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 15. It will take root. It will take root. People have become offended at so many things. Sometimes you say, what? Because of that? He said, yes. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of what? Of the grace of God. Offense will cause you to fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of what? Bitterness. Because the moment it becomes, you know, becomes rooted, it will become, you become bitter. You become angry. And you say, oh yes, I, I, I don't want to see the person again. I've now not seen the person again. But I'm telling you, you are angry on the inside. You are bitter on the inside. Even when a new person shows up, eventually it's a question of time you hurt the person again. That is why when anything happens, I'll get there. What do you do? Number one, before, before the thing will start to take root in you, resist it. Resist it. Looking carefully. Any root of bitterness springing up, cost, and, cost up and what? Let's go back. 
He said, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. It will cause you trouble, loads of trouble. And by these, many become what? Defiled. Somebody said, no. Me, I cannot be offended. Don't deceive yourself. Hello? But don't allow it. When anything happens, know how to deal with it. And I'll show you the reason why the enemy sets the trap of offense for us all the time. How do you know you've been offended? How do you know when you see the person coming? Hmm? Maybe you are walking like this to the door. And so the person shows up. Oh. You walk to see whether the person has passed. And then you now can now go on your own way. How is he? I'm not offended. It's not true. You are. You are. Amen. You don't yield to it. Because if you yield to it, you have been entrapped. Why is it that the enemy puts the why is it that he's always setting a trap of offense all the time? I'll tell you. Number one is this. Number one. Let's go to Psalm 133. Psalm 133, from verse 1. Psalm 133, from verse 1. What does it say? Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to what? To dwell together in unity. The offense, the first primary purpose of offense is to break unity. So that there will be what? Division. And a house divided against itself cannot what? Cannot stand. What is division? Breaking something into half. What is division? I belong to liberal party. You belong to liberal. Is that what he's talking about? What is division? Division is from the word die and what? Vision. Die. Vision. Die means what? Two. Vision means what? Sight. Sight. And what does that mean? Two people, two sight, two people start to see things from what? A different perspective. But somebody said we should not be able to see things. We are different. But no. When it comes to our lives, the Bible says looking unto what? Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The Holy Spirit has been given unto us so that all of us can see things from the perspective of Jesus. But if you are not seeing it from that perspective and you are seeing it from the other perspective, you know, your natural perspective, your human perspective, thy vision are set in. And he said, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren. These are brethren, brothers and sisters. To dwell together in what? In unity. Verse number two. It is like a precious oil upon the head. Running down on the beard, uh, the, the beard and the bed of Aaron. Running down on the what? On the edge of his garment. Meaning when they dwell together in unity. I will cause the precious oil, my anointing to flow from the head. And it will start to flow from the head, even, even unto the body. Christ is the head. We are the body. Do you know 
one of the major reasons why sometimes there are, you know, we don't see the miracles, you don't see the, 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 the healing, you don't see some of the things that we desire to see because of this. Because offense stops the anointing from flowing. Stop the anointing from flowing. Stop the, you know, stop unity. Unity. You know, there's something about unity. When a church is united, when a family is united, when a people, let me tell you, let me warn you, the moment you say, oh, hallelujah, when that good thing is on, be aware, the enemy will raise ahead. And if you don't recognize, if you've not been warned, if you don't know, many people will just what, bite the bait. And then suddenly good friends are now fighting each other. People that used to, oh yeah, we are so close, and then suddenly everybody has gone their own what? Their own way. Husband and wife, suddenly, pay. Why? Because of what somebody did. And he will ensure that the focus is that person. Oh, look at what he did. Look at what she did. The way you spoke. The way he spoke. Say, but, okay, I'm sorry. But the way you spoke. But the way you spoke. Why? Something is feeding that the way you spoke. The two of you don't see it. And especially in many places you are not thought to see that wait a minute, there are things happening beyond the natural. Happening beyond the natural. That could what? Destroy, steal, and completely kill. Running about, verse number three. It is like the deal of Hammon. I went to check this Hammon, this Mount Hammon. This Mount Hammon is one of the most fertile places in Israel. This deal is so powerful that they say even in dry season, even in summer, the deal is so strong that when the way it will be as if it's been raining all night. And the, because of that, the, 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 the grass there is always so green, so beautiful because of the dew. And the Bible says that when you are united, you know, the, the, the oil that will flow will make you to be always so fresh. That when others are complaining of lack, of want, of whatever it is, that, oh, because of the freshness of the dew of the unction of God on your life, you will not, you will not feel that. Do you know what? Do you know, can I take you to Psalm 1 briefly? Psalm, let's go to Psalm 1. The book of Psalm, Psalm 1. It said, blessed is the man who walks not what? In the counsel of the ungodly. Walking in offense is walking in the counsel of the ungodly. The ungodly is Satan. Not stand in the path of what? Those who listen, not sit in the of the scornful. Let's continue. But his delight will be what? In the law of the Lord. And in his law, he will meditate day and night. And this, because this man will refuse to bite the bait, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not what? Wither. And whatever he does, meaning that economic situation will not affect this man. Why? Because of the deal. Because of the unction. Because of the deal. 
Somebody say, I've never been offended. You are not, you are not, you are, you are not telling the truth. It's just that we should not allow it to fester. We should not allow it to take root. We should what root it out before it starts to what bear fruits. Somebody said something to me, I mean, about me. I mean, said something, and it was a bit I felt uh, it, was, it was quite an insult. It was very, uh, and the way the person spoke was completely disrespectful, both publicly and privately. It was really very, very disrespectful. And do you know? The person eventually asked, and apologized. But so after that, I was in the shopping mall, and suddenly I just saw the person showed up, walking towards me. My natural self wanted to do what? The person showed up and was coming, and I just looked at, and I wanted to just by the time you turn, you know the way you just, you just, you just turn like this as if you are busy. And then you are watching to see whether the person is gone. And by the time the person is gone, you just come back. To be very honest with you, my natural self wanted to do that. I had to pull myself back. I said, no, I'm not yielding to that. I'm not yielding to that. And the person walked up to me. And again, came and said, I'm sorry for everything I've done. I'm sorry for everything I've said. And I said, that's fine. That's okay. Supposing I did not work, I yielded to that. Supposing I turned on the watching. Probably I would have denied her or the person they are putting to say what? I'm sorry. And I'll still be carrying the offense. Even though even though, you know, I said, oh, yes, I've let go. But do you know when I saw the person, the thing was almost rearing again. I had to say, no, you are gone. You have no place here. You can stay here. I'm not going to carry any offense. Why? Because I want the anointing. I want the unction to flow. To flow from the head, even onto the body. So that I can enjoy the dew upon Mount Harmon. I wanted that. And I said I will not yield to that. Note it. I deliberately had to walk not to yield to that. I could have done that. I could have done that. So why? Is, look at it there. And it's commanded for there. The moment there's this disunity... He said, look at what happened. Look at the casualty. For there the Lord has commanded the word. The blessing lie forevermore. You cannot be offended and be anointed at the same time. And be blessed at the same time. Takes away the blessing from you. He said, there, when there's unity, when the unction is flowing, there the Lord has commanded what? The blessing. That's what the enemy is after. Take away the blessing. Let me also show you. Let's go to Genesis chapter 11. 
Genesis chapter 11, verse number 1. From verse, verse number 7. Now the whole earth had one language. Okay, let, let me, can, I, can I handle that briefly? Now the whole, this is the tower of what? Babel. Can I dismantle your theology a little bit? Is that okay? How many of us have read this place before? Ah, only one, two, three people. How many of us? You've read this. Can I see your hands? You've read this. And how many of us believe that, or you've been told that at this time, the entire world had one language and spoke the same language and one speech? It's not true. It's not true. Can I show you? Briefly? Let's go to Genesis chapter 10. Genesis chapter 10. Open it. Genesis chapter 10. Um, okay. Well, I'll read from verse 1. Now, this is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And sons were born to them after the flow. The sons of Japheth were Goma, Magok, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Mesek, Tiraz. The sons of Goma were Ashkenaz, Ripath, Togamath. The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tashish, Ketim, and Dodadim. For these, the coastland peoples of the Gentiles were separated into their lands. Everyone according to his what? According to their, into their, into their nations. Everyone according to their language. According to what? Again, verse 12. Canaan begot Sidon, his firstborn. And Heth, the Jebusite, the Amorite, the Gigashite, the Hevite, all the heights that you can think of. Can I shorten it? And then 19. And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon as you go towards Gera, as far as Gaza. Then as you go towards Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, as far as Lasha. These were the sons of Ham, according to what? Their families. According to what? In their what? And in their what again? Nations. You find that again, 31. Listen also all the others. These were the sons of Shem, according to what again? Their families, according to what again? Their, according to what again? According to what again? Their nations. According to what? He now says this in verse 12, 11 now. It says what? Look at it. Verse 11. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. What does that mean? Does the Bible, is the Bible contradicting itself? No. They had different languages, but what they had was the ability to understand. Whatever language anybody spoke, anybody from anywhere could understand. You will speak your, what's your language? Ibo. Ibo. You speak it. Can you speak Ibo now? Hey. <laughs> no, I said speak it to me. Yeah? Um. Can you speak? Maybe because you are the one sitting beside. Can you speak it? Yes. Can you speak it like a sentence? What did he say? <laughs> did you speak Ibo now? What did you, what did you, what language? 
Carlington, what they had was he would speak Igbo, she would be able to understand. She would speak Carlington, and she would be able to understand. That was what was taken away after what happened in, uh, in Babel happened. They could understand one another. It was as if they were speaking one language. Because understanding, everyone, all of us can hear what we say. But what we've lost now is what? The understanding. You will speak, and I wouldn't understand what you're saying. I will hear, hello, but I wouldn't understand what you're saying. As long as you lack understanding, how do you act on it? You wouldn't know. And now, but look at what it says. Let's go to verse 7, quickly. Verse 7. Come. This is Lord not saying. He said, let us go down there and confuse their language that they may not understand one another's word speech. Can you see that? So the Lord scattered from there. Look at verse 6. Verse 5, actually. He said, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are what? One. And they all have what? One. And this is what they begin to do. And now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. When there's power of one, we can do anything. When that is taken away, the power to do that is what? Either hampered, lost, or completely dislocated. And that is why in a family, in the church, the enemy is always working extra time to cause offense. Because knowing fully well that the moment they're offended or somebody is offended, it's difficult to act as one. And not only that, not only that, you know, somebody said, oh, but it doesn't really matter. It's just a little offense that I have against him. No, there's nothing like it's a little there. There's nothing there. It will cost you big time. Let me submit to you that if you're always having continuous perpetual problem of lack, the issue is forgiveness. The issue is forgiveness. Not only will it take the blessing away, it will take, you know, there's a favor of God that helps us. When we lose that, we are reduced to mere man. And when you are struggling financially, let me show you. Let me look chapter 6, 37. Effects of this. The blessing is gone. Fini continuous financial trouble and lack. Look at this. Look chapter 6. Jesus said, what? Judge not. And you shall, who is the one speaking here? Judge not. And you shall not what? Condemn not. And you shall not what? Forgive, you will be forgiven. And then what now? Give. So meaning that give forgiveness. And what will happen? And you'll be forgiven. Then when you've given forgiveness, then when you give, God is not able to bless your giving. But when you don't give forgiveness, when something that somebody said, somebody that somebody did, somebody that somebody said, oh, is aggravating you. I'm telling you, one of the areas that the enemy is going to eventually hit is your finances. 
And you say, but I'm, I, I'm trying to stand to give. I give. What is happening? It will be given to you. Look at it. It says, give. It will be given to you. Then look at good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. If you don't give forgiveness. And how do you give forgiveness? You forgive and let go. If you say, I'm forgiving, and then 10 years later, and you are still talking about what sister so-and-so did, what brother so-and-so did, you have no what? You have no forgiving. And the blessing that needs to come. And when you say the blessing, that means there's something precious to you. You're carrying something precious, something you desire. But you see the person, mm. You see the person, mm, the enemy comes and then what? Steal that thing. And he's like, what? That precious thing is gone. That precious thing is gone. The blessing is called the blessing. Dear friends, you can afford not to forgive. You can afford not to let go. What then? What do we do? What do we do? Matthew 18, verse 15. Matthew 18, verse number 15. Matthew 18, verse number 15. What do we do? Matthew 18. Moreover, if you're what? If your brother, this is not, an, uh, this is not somebody uh, on the next street. They hardly offend us. Do you know that, you know, the, uh, what number, what's the number of your house? Number three? Do you know there's some, some people living in number 21? Yes. Uh, but how about in your street? 369? Oh, wow. That's a special place to live in. You know? Uh, what's the number of your house? 57. There must be someone living on number one. Do you know it's almost impossible for the person living on number one to offend you? You are living on number 57? Why? Because your path will hardly what? Cross. But you know the closest person that could offend you? The person sitting by your side. Somebody said, oh, you know, sometimes in the church, there are so much problem. And then, but I enjoy the, 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 the message on television. The message on television is likely going to hear. It's not unlike. It's so far away. You're not likely going to rub on each other. <laughs> I'm telling you. But the moment you are in close association, the moment you see yourself, the moment you relate, then what happens is this. Hmm? And uh, when you are rubbing against each other, what happens? It's called heat. It's called friction. Suddenly, that's it. You start to erupt and say what? But you know, so and so living down the street has never done this to me. The person is not like he's going to do it to you. But the person that you see all the time is that if your brother sins against you, what do you do? What do you do? How many times do we do this? Do we go to tell him or we go to tell other people? 
Hmm? Do you know what? Uh, do you know what Angela did to me last Sunday? Hey, what did she do to you? Do you know? I came in and she just looked at me like this, as if I just did not matter. Really. God knows those who are serving him in that church. And then the following week, let's go for coffee. Do you know the lady in the, in the worship team? Do you know why they were singing? She was just looking at me like, looking at me like, looking at me like this. Or whatever it is. Whatever it is. He said, if your brother sins against you, if something has happened, go to. That's why I've been saying to you, in doubt. In doubt what? And before you ask what? Give it. Go and meet your brother and tell him his fault. Between you and what? And him alone. If he hears you, you have what? You have gained your brother. Amen. Sometimes it's not easy. Your brother might not hear you. Then, verse 16. Now, if he will not hear, take with you one or what? Two more. Is there a person who is close to the two of you? Is there a person that you respect? Let's go. I'm having this issue with so and so. Let's discuss it. Meaning that you can seek help when you are having issues. Somebody said, no, 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 no. Don't let it, it. No. Sometimes if you need to seek help, what do you do? Seek help. And by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be what? Established. Then verse number 17. And I says, but if he refuses to hear them, tell you to where? To the church. What does that mean? Pastor, I have a testimony. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want to let the old church know this. Now that brother in black there is being a major offense to me. Is that what he's talking about? So what is he talking about? Go to the pastor. Go to the minister. And say, we're having this issue. So that what can call you and resolve it? What is that? So that we can set healing in motion. I can show you many times that I've been hurt on my body. While growing up. While playing ball. While playing whatever. In the same way, things will happen. The Bible said offenses will come. What we need to do is to ensure that we resolve it. Not that we don't resolve, we push it under the carpet. And the person says, how is it? Said, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. No. We'll push it under the carpet. Resolve it. Resolve it. Why? Let's go to verse number 18. 
He now says this. He now says this. Again, I, no, no, verse 18. He now says, assuredly I say to you, meaning if you're able to resolve it, whatever you bind, now we can now start to bind. And we can now start to bind. We pray, say, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Your power to bind is taken away from you when you persist in offense. It's taken away from you. And now when the enemy is causing the trouble and you say, I bind you, he's just laughing at you because the power is lost. He said, I'm assuring you. That means if you follow my instructions, I said something earlier during the, night, during the prayer time. I said, sometimes when, you know, praying and fasting is good, but a lot of things are better handled by simple obedience. And look at it. Somebody is living in offense. Somebody is still hard looking at that and say, I'm going to go on 21 day praying and fasting. This problem must leave. This problem, must, you are just wasting your time. Simple obedience to what? To forgiveness and letting go. Whatever you bind on earth, heaven will what? Stand with you. Whatever you bound in heaven, whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. And that says what? Again, I say to you that if two of you agree concerning anything on earth, they will be done for them by my what? Father in heaven. And that says this, Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together. We've used this to talk about church. That you know, where two or three are gathered together. No, he's talking about prayers. That where two or three are gathered together in my name. I'm there in the midst of them. Why? Because they've not allowed offense. Why? They've let go. Do you know here, even here, there are people who are offended at other people? Pastor, is God talking to you about me? No, 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 no. Um, because I know. I know. And we need to let go. Don't carry any offense out of this place. If you need to call the person, call the person and resolve. You don't have to be very close friends. But I'm telling you, there must be not be what? Anything between the two of you. Because if you continue to carry hurt, you will what hurt people and you continue to be hurt yourself. Hurting people will hurt people. It's as simple as that. It's as sim anyone that is hurting will continue to hurt other people. So it's better to ensure you are healed. Resolve it. But how about if the person refuses to listen? As long as it lies with you. Let us what? Follow peace with all men. As long as it lies with you. If the person sees you come and person does like this, you can go and say, hello, how are you? And walk and walk. Let there be nothing. Don't let the two of you, you turn this way and she turns that way. Or you turn this way and she, no. Let the thing be gone in your heart. Don't carry offense. Hello. Don't carry offense. I will end this with this. I was praying this morning. And I was praying using Ephesians chapter 3. I will take you there. Ephesians chapter And I was just praying for myself. Getting ready for the service. Ephesians 3 from verse number uh, 16. And I was just praying. I said, Lord, strengthen me with mind. Strengthen me with mind by your spirit in my inner man. 
Lord, fill me afresh with your spirit. Enable me to pick the vibrations of the spirit. And speak through me, Lord. I just don't want to do anything. And, just go, and I was praying this. I said, strengthen me with my through your spirit in my inner man. And then verse 17. said that Christ and his word will dwell in my heart through faith. We dwell in my heart through faith. I just don't want to go there and be preaching and be saying, looking at it, Lord, I want you to give me utterance. So the word is flowing from you. So it's not just something that I've written down and I'm just saying, uh, offense will come. You know the meaning of offense? It means uh, scandalon. And then scandalon means, oh, no, no, no. I don't want it to come from my head. I want it to come from my heart as a result of God's outpouring on my life. And I was praying that. And said that Christ, your word will dwell in my heart to faith, so that I be rooted and grounded in love. You'll be able to comprehend what with all the saints, what is the width, what is the length, what is the breadth, what is the height, to know the love of Christ that what surpasses knowledge. In the world, when you are offended, it's called what when he hits when the person hits you, hit the person back. That's the way the world is. The world, when somebody has done something wrong, you are waiting to hit back. They will see my hand. They will know. That's the way the world is. But when you are now saying, I'm sorry, to the world, it shows weakness. I said, they will take advantage of you. But why don't you allow God to fight the battle on your behalf? This is beyond knowledge. Because the world cannot understand this. This surpasses knowledge. So that you may be filled with what? All the fullness of God. And God said to me, he said, you've been talking about Ephesians 3.20. You've been talking about Ephesians 3.20. And that you have six years harvest in six months. He said, this is the key to it. This is the reason why many will not have that. Because if you're not working in that love, the, the love of God, the height of it, the depth of it, forgiveness. He said, there's no way they can have 20. What is 20? Exceeding abundance ab above what we can ask or think. What are we talking about? Six year God accelerating things for you. God doing for you beyond your natural ability. He said this is the key to Ephesians 6 3 20. I mean to six years harvest in six months. If they will forgive one another, if no one will carry offense, if you let go and let God, and if you encourage your brother, your sister. That when they offend, help them to heal. Help them to heal and get them to fellowship. Don't let the offense be festering. You know, because when it does, the enemy is coming for that precious thing, the blessing. That thing that you value, that thing that is precious, is coming for it eventually. Coming for it. If you don't want that, he said, forgive. Tell them to forgive. Tell them this is the key to six years harvest in six months. Everybody working in love. And not only that, that when we start to do that, you will see things happen. Not just as a result of my preaching, and, but as a result of God supernaturally moving amongst us. Touching hearts, doing things for people because of the presence that is filling the entire place. And it's, it's not difficult. All is for us to forgive one another. All for us is to let go of hearts. All for us is to just, you know, forgive, let go. Don't harbor hearts. Don't harbor whatever has happened. Let go, forgive, forget. Let God, let go and let go. Can we say this? Let go and 
let God and let God so that God can really do that for us. And you see things happen. You see the power of one. You see the power of unity. Many people acting as one because our hearts are what? Knitted to one another. We may not be very close friends, but at least our hearts carry no offense towards anyone. Amen? Let us just bow our heads. First and foremost, we need to forgive. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. Maybe you need to forgive those who have hurt you. Things that have been done, things that have been said. Maybe you need to do that. And just forgive. Just forgive. Just ask for that. Whosoever has hurt you, words that have been spoken, things that you don't expect them to say or to do and they've done it, let go. Not because of them, but because of the blessing. Because of what God wants to do with you. So that the enemy does not steal it from you. Can you go before God? No, you know, before the Lord this morning. Before the Lord this morning. Let go. Let go. Let go. No offense towards anyone. No offense towards anybody. Let go. Oh, pastor, you don't know what they did. That's true. I may not know what they did, but God knows. And I've read his word to you. Remember, it's not about them. It's about you. It's about you letting go. So that the blessing, so that the blessing, so that God can do the thing that he wants to do, so that God can move amongst us and meet us with us, Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for your word to us, Lord. Father, I humble myself before you, and we just let go. Whosoever has hurt us, whosoever has hurt me, and where we have all carried an offense, where I have carried any offense, Father, forgive me. And Lord, and I'm asking that you heal every heart, heal everyone. So no one is carrying any offense in their hearts. No one is leaving this place. I ask you that no one should leave the way he or she had come. Lord, I pray that no one will walk out of this place carrying any offense. In the name of Jesus. That everyone will be completely healed. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. The Bible says on that day he took bread and he what? He broke it. Lord, we're breaking this bread. And he said, we should eat. You said we should eat your body and drink your blood. Lord, as we partake of this bread, representing your body, I'm asking for strength in our inner man. Because natural food gives natural strength. As we partake of this, oh Lord, let there be a supernatural impartation of that strength in our inner man. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray said he took on that he should took i mean and he took the cup i said this is my blood of a new covenant lord i pray that this blood represent this wine representing your blood let there be a total cleansing a cleansing 
in the name of Jesus. Because the blood cleanses us from all sins. Where we have carried offense. Where we have not forgiven. Sister, brother, family member, even a church member. Oh Lord, we let go. In the name of Jesus. That no one is carrying any offense. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please can we serve? Uh, and then um, don't take it. Uh, I want all of us to have it together. Because he lives, I confess tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, oh, it holds my future. My life is worth a living just because he lives. Can we stand up? Because he lives, I confess tomorrow. Because he lives, because he lives, all fear is gone, all fear is gone. Because I know, oh, he holds my future. My life is worth a living just because. Before taking the bread and the wine, is there anyone here who is here to give your heart to Jesus? You're not born again. I want to pray with you. It won't cost you anything. But if you are not born again, the blessing of what we're talking about cannot be yours. This is not just about coming to church. It's about receiving the Lord of the church into your heart to make him your Lord and Savior. And you want to give your heart to Jesus? Is there anyone here? Let me see your hands up. I want to pray for you. Is there anyone who would like to say, I want to give my heart to Jesus this morning? If no one is giving your heart, I want to lead every one of us to rededicate our lives to him. I want you to pray after me, Heavenly Father. I want every one of us to pray, Heavenly Father. I want to thank you this morning, today, for your word. I have had your word. And Lord, I've learned from your word. And I'm letting go all offenses. Father, I forgive. I let go. I won't harbor offenses again. Therefore, I'm calling on your name, Lord, to rededicate my heart to you. And I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. Lord, I'm asking you 
be my Lord in Jesus' name. Rule and reign in my life. Have your way in my life in Jesus' name. Therefore, every tree that the Father has not planted in my life, whatever the name may be, I speak to it right now. I command it to be cast out. I cast you out. I root you out of, out of my life. In Jesus' name. Sickness, pain, lack, want, I command you, get out of my life. In Jesus' name. Whosoever the Son shall set free is free indeed. I am free indeed. I am free indeed. Therefore, the favor of God is going ahead of me. As I step into this week, God's favor is going ahead. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Today, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, throughout this week, in the name of Jesus Christ. I am the favored of the Lord. Favored everywhere. Because I've chosen to obey the word of God. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. I want us to take the bread. And let's take the wine. Wow. It's a new day. It's a new day. Amen. It's a new life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now I want us to give and pay our thanks. <laughs> 